with Matteo and Tor. Hello, hello. Welcome to Craftworks. Hi, I'm Tor. I'm Matteo. You know this by now. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do the intros. But, yeah. The intro is the one thing we don't really kind of... It's the most ungraceful intro of all time, but it's fun. <laughs> so anyway, this is a good episode. This is going to be a good one, I think. Uh, what are we doing today, Tom? We're doing lagers. Lagers. Not only lagers, but craft lagers. We are lagers. doing craft lagers. We're not just going to sit here and drink cans of Bud Light. <laughs> That's another episode. Um, <laughs> so, a lager. What is a lager? Well, a lager is just a, uh, a bottom-fermented beer at extremely low temperatures, really. Um, and it's always, uh, because of the nature of the brew, it's always, it does come out carbonated most of the time. Yeah. Um, I've never had a flat lager before of, of its own accord, mm. and I've never had a warm lager either, again, of its own accord. I've had warm lagers before, but that's yeah. because I left the cans too close to the radiator before. Or I've been at a house party and I bought a crate. And yeah, exactly. No that's the, the classic, place. yeah. Um, I have a confession to make the listeners talk. I very much enjoy lagers. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, do I. Even you know, <laughs> lag, beer, lager is probably one of my favourite beers. My favourite type, probably joint with sours. I'd say a good lager is up there. Nothing beats like a cold, crisp lager after like a heavy shift at work. Mm. You, know, when you sit down, you pour that pint. Just a heavy day in general. Yeah. I think lager. That's why lager, I think, is so popular because it's inoffensive, it's easy drinking, mm. and it's always good cold. It does have a certain, uh, like, uh, negativity attached to it. Yeah, it does. The lager louts and yeah, stuff for like sure. that. But, but, you know, it's, it's just... Yeah, it, it, it shouldn't have. No, lagers are awesome, and we're going to drink some very, very nice ones today. It's in craft lagers. Uh, craft lagers. Right, should we just get right into Let's it? Let's just get into get it. Get stuck into it. What have we got first? We have here the, we've done more before, but mm-hmm. more have released something called More Lager. Yeah, that's pretty much all it is. It's, it's, just called, it's, called, lager. Called, it's called Lager. It's called Lager, to the point. It is described as rustic and full of character. I mean, I, I, I've met elderly men who've been described <laughs> like that. It turns out they're just really racist. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got some kind of character at least. Or um, properly brewed, properly lagered, naturally carbonated, unequaled in flavour and integrity, immensely drinkable. I'm not sure whether they want us to drink this beer or whether we want to support it when it runs for <laughs> a council. It sounds like a green pie candidate. Yeah. <laughs> and like most green pie candidates, it's vegan. <laughs> As is all more beers, to be fair. Uh, so obviously our vegan friends can drink it as most of the beers we do on this show and uh, so it's it's naturally carbonated which is an interesting one so it might not be as lively as you might think so we might as well as just... yeah let's just get stuck in all right one two three oh oh my fingernail oh, that's all right a little bit lively that's fine I think this week, listeners, most of the way we describe how the beer looks will be the same because it's a lager episode. Oh, fucking, I've poured that wrong. Jesus Christ. Yeah, wow, I've got a fat head. <laughs> and my beer's got a fat head too. I was waiting for you to make that joke. <laughs> um, as you can see, it is, well, it's uh, not it's you un- guys can see, but it's unfined. It's unfined. Which um, is really weird. I, yeah. I don't think I have ever had an unfined lager. I've had this before. But um, 
not for a while now though. I've, I can't remember the last time I had it. I think the last time I had it was at the take the tap takeover. Mm. No, that was the Claudia. That's a different bit, completely different bit. <laughs> anyway, right, let's have a little taste of that. Oh, lovely. Mm. That's all I can really say on that. Yeah, it's nice. I don't think we're going to talk very much about beers. Well, it's going to be a short one this week, I think. Yeah. And it's not going to be a boozy one either because they're all 4% and below. Yeah. No, all below 4, 5% at least. So, yeah. But that's fine. You enjoy our great banter anyway, don't you, listeners? Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. I think that is a good starting point for craft lagers. I think it's a good beer to wean someone off. If you want to get them involved in craft beer, give them like a, one of these. Mm. I'd say if it was on tap, for sure. I think this would be delicious on tap. Yeah. I'd probably get this if it was on tap. I'd definitely get this if it was on tap. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> there's not really much to talk about with this one. <laughs> I think yeah, this is one of those episodes where it's going to be a bit of a, just a rapid fire. We're going to drink some beers. We've got one that is very interesting, though. Mm. And I know I say that every week and use that word a lot on this episode. I'm going to do a count at some point on the show. How many times have you said interesting but this... or mentioned it's vegan? Well, I have to. That's part of our shtick. Or talked about what fining is. I've only done that once. That was in the first episode, <laughs> to be fair. All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice. It's... Easy I wish there was more of it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's only a three thirty can, so more was actually um, <laughs> more was the beer, and I'll never forget this. I had a man who I don't think he knew how pubs worked. Oh yes, this is a good. Um, so more does this extremely heavy stout. So old Freddie Walker, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, like nine percent, something yeah, like that. Really, really heavy, and most people are only having half pints of it. This guy comes up and he's like, "Oh, oh the pint of that," and I was like, "All right, uh, do you want a taste?" And he went, "No, no, no, it's fine, it's fine." And I went, "Are you sure?" He went, "No, no, no, it's fine." Poured him it, gave it to him, and about, I guess, ten minutes later, he must have walked. He went up to me and went, "Is there any way?" Um, you can take this back and give me my money back. I haven't drunk any of it, and I was uh, and I looked at it and I was like, "Well, quite obviously you have." And also, I can't sell this to anyone else. Yeah. And that was before, <laughs> this was before a pandemic as yeah. well. <laughs> I was like, "What am I going to suck it back into the fucking keg?" Like, yeah, like, well, how are you meant to resell this? Yeah. And, like, just because you don't like... This is an important consumer advice here on Craftworks. Just because you don't like something doesn't mean you can ask for the money back. Nah. I'm sorry. That's... It's... in With with hospitality, that's not how it works. If there's, like, I don't know, you try a product and it says you can return it, fine, go ahead. Mm. But, obviously, if you buy a beer without trying it and don't like it, we can't refund it unless yeah. there's something wrong with it. I think if... Um, also, I think if you buy food... And unless it's something like you bought like a lasagna and it's like grim, mm. but unless if you've like never had lasagna before and you're like, oh, it tastes weird, mm. you shouldn't get your money back. No, you made a you tried something for the first time and you deal with the consequences. Yeah, that's true. I remember we had someone complain about the nachos recently being too spicy, but that's 
classic white people, though, isn't it? Wait, what? They said the salsa was too peppery. It's not. <laughs> it's a salsa. What? It's a pretty sna- <laughs> I, 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 You fucking tell me, man. It's too spicy. Yeah, they, I, I overheard one of my colleagues talking to someone. They're like, it's too spicy. Can't date this life. Fuck. Mm. You're fucking serious. I mean, I. Oh, no, it wasn't the Natchez, it was the squid, sorry. Oh, yeah. It was I remember the squid. that. They were like, the oh, it's yeah. too spicy. And I'm like, God, imagine what your cupboards must look like. But there must be no seasoning anywhere. Because yeah. they're, okay, they're slightly peppery, these this squid, because mm. it's like battered in like a salt and pepper batter. But it's not fucking like. Okay, and the dip is a bit spicy, but you don't have to eat it's the dip. spicy mayo. Yeah, it's like a like, chili. really not spicy. Yeah, it's like a chili mayo. It's got a bit of a kick to it if you're not like... Like, I'm quite weak with my spices. Like, I don't really eat spicy food. So for me, it is like, oh, it's got a little... But I'm not going to be like, okay, it's too spicy. I'm going to complain about this. Mm. I just won't eat it because <laughs> it's a dip. I don't have to. It's in its own thing. Yeah. I mean, I... I... I remember working at this pub and um, this woman um, literally um, screamed in horror when I put the... I, honestly, like, ah! <laughs> when I put the plate down, I was only a kid at the time. I was like, whoa, 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 what's happened? <laughs> she was like, I didn't order any peas. There are peas on there. And I was like, what? Well, don't eat them then. What are you trying to make them? <laughs> For fuck's sake, peas. <laughs> you can eat around peas quite easily. Well, yeah. It's, just roll them onto someone else's plate. I don't mind half the shit that, like, or often if I buy, like, a burger and, and or, 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 like, a fish and chips, I'm there for the fish and chips or the burger. Mm. I just won't eat the salad around it because yeah. I don't have to. Or if I don't want, like, pickles on my burger. I'll say, like, oh, could I not have pickles on it? Mm. And if they forget to take the pickles out, I'll just take them out myself and I'll get <laughs> on with my fucking day. Because <laughs> I haven't got time to complain about pickles being in a fucking mm. burger, even though I fucking hate pickles. I think people just get a hard-on for complaining. Ah, to be fair, that's what we're doing right now. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> the irony! <laughs> we are justified in our complaints. I'm sure everyone else thinks that too. <laughs> anyway, we're nearly finished on the beer here. That's uh, yeah. going down extremely easily. I think that's very nice. Yeah. I've almost finished. You've almost finished. Yeah, I'm going to give that a 7 out of 10. I'll give it a 6. Give it a 6? Nothing, nothing too special? No. Yeah, I'll give it a 7. I think it. I'd, I'd buy it again. It's above subpar, and it's something I could drink quite easily. Oh, for sure. Very easy. Right. We'll be right back. We're just going to rinse our glasses out. And move on to the next one. Actually, I thought of something. Uh, I thought the, the listeners might be wondering why are you rinsing out your glasses? It's la- the lager episode. You don't really need a fresh palate. Now, I'm sure you can relate to this tour. When you've had a beer in a glass, like a lager, so like say I've had a pint of Amsterdam, if I like got a Heineken in that same glass, it wouldn't taste right, would it? Nah. There'd be something, there'd be bits of that amp still left that would clash with the Heineken. I find that more common with lagers than most beers. Also, it's kind of grim. Yeah. If you've got like bits of random foam and shit. Yeah, it? exactly. Like I didn't really find out very well, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm. All right. We're moving on to the next one. This is the Arbor Lager. Arbor Lager. Gluten free premium lager. And uh, vegan. <laughs> and it's vegan. And all it says is it's crisp and refreshing. <laughs> So, <laughs> I guess. all right. And this is that. As li- I looked online for any like more flowery descriptions, 
Nah, that was it. <laughs> and it's a pint. Yeah, all Arbor cans are pint cans, which is a great thing for the brewery. I love that about them. Um, Let's try and pour this one a bit better this time. A bit slow. What are you saying, sorry? The can's kind of interesting. It's got a black can. It's kind like of a, what you see in like... It's very navy um, on the label though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, do you remember those... Um, what are they called? Like those energy drinks. Uh, like, which ones? Not the monsters, like the the like special fruity, like rock star ones. Oh yeah, yeah. That like gave people epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> did they actually? <laughs> well, yeah, I think they did. I, it was just like the insane amount of sugar in them. Oh, they are always really sugary. To mm. be fair, but she's saying that we didn't talk about the more can. Um, as with most more designs, it's pretty interesting. Very, it's got a nice little golden banner. The lager's in a very cool writer's typeface. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it to describe about the cans. Not very interesting cans, I suppose. It's a, it's a lager. Lager. What more do you want? All right, let's pour finish. Lovely. I love that. Oh, exact pint. Beautiful. Look at that. It's a good looking pint as well. Right, shall we give it a taste? Let's give it a little taste. Mm. Doesn't taste as strong as it actually is. Um, so for it's five point two percent this one. Also, it doesn't taste. It doesn't feel like a lager. No, it really doesn't. It feels more like a pale ale. Yeah, definitely. It's um very refreshing. It's got the characteristics of a pale ale that I like. Mm. But it says it's a lager, so the calories of a lager. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> That's a, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, I'm trying to watch my figure, aren't I? <laughs> short, there we go. Yeah, well, I think that's very nice. I do enjoy that. I've had this one before, actually. I've had this quite recently because I saw it in uh, from our good friends at Indie Spirit. Hmm. Um, yeah, I saw this one. Uh, I thought it was quite interesting, so I just bought it for myself. Nice. Yeah, I know. So you've already made your opinion about it? I think it's great. I really enjoy this beer. Um, mm. Like you said, it's because it, it feels more like a pale ale. It's got a really pale ale mouthfeel. Mm. It's just a very enjoyable beer. It's one I've just been enjoying sitting at home in this lockdown, doing fuck all. And just drinking and enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I, very enjoy, I very much enjoy that. That's a lovely little beer. Um, I, again, it be it's a it's an ever good one for slowly introducing your friends to craft beer if they're not yeah. interested. Get them started on the lagers or the paleos because I think this is the best of both worlds. Uh, what about Arbor? Where are they from? They're from Bristol as well. Okay. Um, they are also like more on the East Bristol Brewery Trail, which usually takes place every May Bank holiday. Um, I I I did it the last couple of years pre COVID, of course. Mm. Um, I think I've spoken about it before on the show, but I'll just give everyone, all of our listeners a reminder. Um, so usually um, it's five of the breweries in like East Bristol. It's very, very close to the train station, so it's really easy to hop on a train from wherever you're coming from. Um, obviously for us it's Bath, so 10-minute train, <laughs> hop on the – get there. Um, we, me and my mates, when we go, we usually start at Arbor. Arbor's always our first stop, Yeah. Um, so we usually grab a couple of pints there. And then we also head up to Dawkins, which is a more of an ale-based brewery. We'll definitely do them at some point because they're very, very good. 
Um, and then uh, Good Chemistry as well, who are very fine brewery too. They do some really weird and interesting beers. They've got this beer called the Komodo. It's like a 10% beer. Yeah. Like a 10% fruit beer. It's fucking powerful stuff, but it doesn't taste 10%. Obviously, you're doing this in the middle like, of the May Bank holiday. And then in the UK, that's usually sweltering heat. Yeah. It's really hot. So you're there drinking all day. Be Stay hydrated, of course. Mm. Um, and then we head on to La- Left Handed Giant, who we haven't covered yet on this show. I mean, no, it's no we haven't. Yeah, because they've got some really good beers. We'll definitely have to do them at some point. Yeah. For sure, in one of our uh, brewery specific episodes. Yeah. Um, we head over to their. So they've got, there's an interesting situation for them. So this is more of their like cannery where they open up um, and they've got a tap room in the middle of Bristol, which they've reopened quite recently um, before COVID. So like about a few months before COVID, they got a tap room in the center of Bristol, serves great beers, Brittany Ryan Ice will go there at some point. Uh, And then we always finish up at Moore, like their Moore brewery shop and the brewery itself. Um, it's always a good crack. We hopefully, if it is on this year, uh, touch wood, maybe. Mm. If it is, we'll we'll do a special craft for its live episode for that. That'd be great. Do like a vlog style episode for that, I reckon. Um, so I've done. It's it is very good fun. Obviously, you're supporting local businesses as well because these are all independent breweries. They're not owned by anyone else, as far as I'm aware. Mm. Um, but yeah, great great brewery. So Arbor is one of my favourites. So Shangri La, one of the beers we covered in the very first episode. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favourite beers of all time. I love that beer. Um, yeah, I've not had a bad beer by Arbor. I can't fault them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is this is a good beer. I prefer this to the more, I'll be honest. Yeah, same. Uh... I think I prefer this to the more. Um, if they were both side by side on a on a on a tea bar, I'd pick a I'd pick this. But it is something like looking at it. And drinking it, it doesn't feel like a lager. No. Uh, and I think that's something that we should discuss is, so your regular lagers and stuff like that, what yeah. the uh, the lager louts down on a regular regular basis. Um, so like, you know, your Carlsbergs and your Carlings and yeah. your Heinekens and your Amstels. And... Yeah, you know, the usual shit. Um, usual shit like that. It doesn't taste like that at all. No. There is definitely a separation between the quality of ingredients that are used by these breweries, I think. Yeah. I think because when you do, you will usually pay a bit more for a pint. Like, whereas you could get, like, a pint of Heineken for, like, four quid. As this would probably be upwards, maybe five pounds, depending where you get it from. But at the same time, you're paying for quality. (laughs) You're paying for... uh... It's one thing I noticed um, also... Uh, depending on what area of the country you are, which is the ironic thing, because most of these are like Germanic. Yes. Or from Germanic. Well, Largo is a German, is a German type mm. of beer. Or uh, or Belgium as well. But e- oh, yeah, they way, love it. They love the lagers in Belgium, of course. Um, I've noticed, depending on what area of the country you go to, you see, you seem to see the same lagers over and over. Mm-hmm. So, for example. Where I grew up in Devon, I noticed there was always Carlsberg or yeah. Carling on tap. Carlsberg, Carling, Foster's, very, very common. Like, down in those Yeah, I areas. mean, like, every spoons you go into will be guaranteed to have one of those free lagers. Mm. Obviously, because sp- Spoons has 700-odd pubs in this country. Yeah. Uh, Bath, on the other hand, the biggest uh, lagers that I noticed, 
Ampstool is fucking everywhere. Ampstool <laughs> is really popular in Bath, yeah. Uh, and um... Peroni as well. Amstel and Peroni, I'd say. Moretti. Ma- Moretti, Moretti is the right. other one yeah. that I see. All yeah, Amstel and Moretti are very popular in Bath. I think it just kind of. I don't think all the pubs are colluding to give Bath this air of like oh, hoity toitiness. <laughs> but you look at Amstel, you don't. You don't necessarily associate Amstel with like you're saying like the stereotypical lager. Mm. You don't really associate it with a Foster's or a Carlin. Like Amstel has got that. I'm not, like it's one step up on a ladder, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, it was the kind. Of, I, I, the, it is better, in my opinion. Yeah. I think Amstel's great. And I've spoken about how much I love Amstel on this podcast before. I remember these group of guys that came in and they walked up the bar and down the bar and up the bar and down the bar again. They came up to me and went, You're, you're right, son. Instantly, I was like, You're a prick. Don't call me son. <laughs> I was like, yeah, fellas, how can I help you? And he was like, what lagers do you do? Well, we do uh, Amstel. Amstel, fuck off. And I was like, it's a bit don't swear at me. It's a bit <laughs> fucking much, isn't it? Jesus. <laughs> I went, don't, don't swear at me. Um, I have no control over what we do. And they were like, do you do Fosters? Like, no, no. we don't. <laughs> we do Amstel or Heineken or Moretti. Yeah. And then they walked up the bar and down the bar and up the bar and down the bar and then they fucked off. But one of their friends had bought a pint of Heineken and was kind of like looking at them like, hey guys, cause, uh. Yeah, I I don't understand why they wouldn't just like dive in with an Amstel because it's similar in volume to Foster's and Carly. Well... And it's better. It is just a nicer beer. But it's... A, it doesn't have that same brand recognition. Brands, yeah. Branding is important with mm. lagers, especially, I think. Like Budweiser, you know, the king of beers. It's certainly not the fucking king of beers. Nah, and but I, if you and advertise I, yourself like that. And I drink a lot of fucking Budweiser, mm. let me tell you. So does Tor. Um, we both enjoy it very, very much. <laughs> if you, okay, um, like especially bo- bottles of Budweiser, like the little bottles of Budweiser, oh. I could easily sit there and drink my way through a crate by myself. Oh, very. If I'm yeah, going to have a party, same. those are the beers. That's your go-to. You can because you they they're usually very cheap, and they're delicious. And they chill very easily. But chilled Budweiser on like a at a party setting or like if you're hosting, you know, great. It's a great beer. Mm. Same with Bud Light. <laughs> and Bud Light again is another one that's done very well with advertising in this country. With that that night, he's like dilly dilly or whatever that fucking nonsense was. <laughs> There's like an advert and there's like a knight and he's like a Bud Light knight and he goes dilly dilly and they all go dilly dilly I don't know it's it's an it's oh I wonder why everyone was shouting that at each other yeah it's so that was a Bud Light advert that was really popular in America and then they brought like a they they basically just did the same advert here but with English actors because apparently British people would freak out if they saw Americans on their TV <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Jesus. Um... <laughs> Only BFR produced programs are shown in this house. <laughs> so that I we think... just watch the same reruns of Blackadder every day. That's <laughs> I should do that in lockdown. <laughs> but I think um, I just yeah I think branding's really important, especially when it comes to these. I'm mean, obviously they've got money, they've got this marketing budget, yeah. and you'll see like Budweiser at like sports games, and you're like. Lagers particularly iconic sponsors of some sports teams. Yeah. Like Liverpool, one of their most famous kits was around 
mid two thousands, Carlsberg sponsored very very famous mm. kit. Um, yes, uh, Plymouth Argyle. I think they had. No, that was Ginsters. That was Which nice. is just <laughs> fucking sick. I love that as a sponsor. <laughs> but yeah. That was Ginsters. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's branding is important. And obviously these craft beers don't... These companies, they don't have the marketing budgets no. of Budweiser or Coors or, you know, all of these ever. But I think branding is important when it comes to lagers. Because one think, of these what, things, these. The, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. What's What's really interesting is how um, these beverages, which are so wild, widely drunk, mm. advertise themselves on the TV um, <laughs> compared to what is actually what, what how they're actually being drunk. Yeah. Um, for example, I saw a Smirnoff advert. Smirnoff advert. And it's like, you know, Smirnoff, it's always dangerous, and it's got like, we survived prohibition. Oh, yeah. We survived, we survived this, we survived that. And I'm like, yeah, only to get fucking drunk in a park at 11 o'clock at night by a bunch of 14-year-olds. Well, it's like, (laughs) I remember like Smirnoff ice adverts would be like people like at a house party, like, we're drinking Smirnoff ice, only to be realised that their their drink is drunk by 12-year-olds in the park (laughs) when when someone got their older brother or sister to buy it for them. Hmm. And you think you're drunk off it. You're not, because it's fucking like a percent yeah. or whatever it was I, yeah that, that's a good point actually oh. How they, I've never seen like a, a beer ad particularly one set in Britain where people were sat in a pub actually drinking how they would no it's they're always it, they're always like somewhere exotic yeah well, they're always and the, all the, the beers are always in like an ice bucket yeah, <laughs> like uh, that is a very American thing. They love their ass buckets, mm. but in this country, no. If someone will like tout up the idea of getting an ice bucket for a pie, they'll forget. Mm. We did it. We forgot for our housewarming pie, oh, and then there's no not enough room in the fridge for everyone's drinks, <laughs> and it's like, well, fucking buy wine, red wine, or something you don't mind drinking warm because or something that you're going to drink quickly enough that it's still cold after you bought it from the or shop or bring your own pack of ice and we'll put it in the freezer yeah. don't mind doing that that's fine but <laughs> don't forget <laughs> well i'm saying this is going down mighty easily for me mm. but it feels kind of heavy to me <sighs> i don't know maybe it's because i've i don't know i'd never find lagers heavy You've seen how quickly I drink lagers. It yeah. is a testament to... It's like the one good thing I know about myself is that I, if you, if I'm ever in... If we've got any uh, fellow bar staff listening, um, you'll know that if I'm in your pub and you call last orders and if I buy two pints, I'm going to drink those fucking yeah. pints. I ain't fucking around. In fact, I went to... Um, where was... I don't know if you were there, but we went out... Oh, no, you were there. We were, it was when we went to um, a place called Adventure Cafe, lovely little bar and bar. Oh, yeah. And uh, they called Last Orders, and I remember I ordered myself three pints of Amstel. <laughs> Guy looked at me like, yeah, you're going to drink them? I drank those fuckers. You did. It was Talking a test to me. Amazing to watch, actually. <laughs> I think I just downed the first one. And then when I, I drink, especially with something so easy drinking as lagers, because I'm just sat there talking, and it's it's more like drinking like a, like a glass of Coke for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to like sound like I'm bigging myself up. I'm really not because 
it only takes three of them to get me in a mess. So um, but, <laughs> this is certainly not a brag. Although one of the most amazing drinking I ever saw in my life. Um, so we used to have this regular that used to come to our pub. Um, and we're, let's call him um, Ray. Right. So Ray used to come in. He he was a builder and he used to come in on a Saturday. Oh, Ray. Or a Sunday. Yeah, Ray. Right. <laughs> he used to come in on a Saturday or a Friday night or whatever. And he would literally um, stand at the bar, and I mean stand. No, he, he had his never, never once sat. He always used to stand, and he um, he would stand when he could get the stalls that are at the bar. Yeah, or he could nick a stall. Mm. He would stand in the what he would always stand in that one corner of the bar. You know, like he's always in that one corner. He always had his spot. Yeah, it was his spot. He was like the one regular where they had their spot. Mm. Which we don't really get, but they had their so yeah, sorry. It's so and this guy, he used to drink nothing but Thatchers. Uh which reminds me we need to do a cider episode at some point. Absolutely. Uh so he used to drink nothing but Thatchers and he was a really interesting bloke. Like he made drinking an art form. He used <laughs> to sit stand I say sit there. He used to stand there, come in at probably like one, two o'clock. And stand at the end of the or if bar. It was, if it was a Friday, coming at five after he finished work, mm. and he would uh, he would stand there and he would drink pint after pint after pint of Thatchers and not seem to get any more drunk at all. No, <laughs> it, it was quite the sight. It was uh, he never and I, I it, it, apparently he had grown up on a, a scrumpy farm he and did he he's good friends proper scrumpy yeah, he's cider. good he's good friends with my dad um is ray mm. um he's very good friends with my dad and he yeah he was um drink a lot of very strong cider right up until his 30s mm. my dad was telling me and so yeah obviously so he would drink scrum and for those who don't know scrumpy is fucking the devil's drink <laughs> i love scrumpy scrumpy's delicious but it's like 10 percent cider that tastes like it's apple juice yeah and it's strong as fuck it gets you fucking steaming and it's not unlike any other drink as well yeah like... it's you go from oh this is quite nice to fucking wait. yeah you're like ready to fight the whole pub if yeah. you really wanted to on scrumpy like so this and he, but that's the thing. I was just like, I think it must have been his like sick pint, and I was a bit like, "Hey, you're knocking those back a bit." Yeah, I wasn't going to cut him off. No, because he he seemed fine. He was like telling me about it, and he was like, "Oh, to be honest, factious just tastes like water to me." It's like fucking hell. He was always a very, you know, he'd buy you a drink as well because he always used to pay in cash in the days when we used to take cash. Mm. And if he pulled out a twenty pound note. You knew you were getting a drink. <laughs> I think he just really liked having someone to talk to. Um, especially if it, was, it yeah. was a day shift and I couldn't be bothered to clean anything. Oh, I'd it just was great. there and talk to him. He wow. did. He was, a, you know, he was... Because he's a bit... He's probably a boomer. I don't know when he was born, but I'm going to assume he's a boomer. He had some pretty questionable views on minorities, mm. shall we say. Yeah. But it's like one of... it's. <laughs> You know, obviously, we don't condone racism here on Craftworks, but it's, you have quite the opposite. If yeah. you listen to our spiel in the last episode, yes, exactly. But with someone like like that, they're clearly of a different era. Mm. 
Mm. And you have to take what they say with a pinch of salt. Yeah. And you have, you know, I let them know. I was like, you know, you maybe don't say those kind of things when I'm working because yeah. I don't appreciate that. And he would, and he took that on board and mm. he would forget because while we, he didn't seem drunk, he would be drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? But despite but, the fact he was but, able to stand yeah. up straight and, and didn't move. And <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I think he's like one of those people you have to take with like a grain. It's like the, you know, your racist granddad, where you're kind of like, haha, okay, granddad. And it's like, you know. There, there is a certain, um, you, you kind of, sure, like, you know, there, there's no excuse for racism. However, you also mm. kind of got to think that person is of a different generation. It's a really difficult one. Particularly in bars, because you get a lot of, you, you interact with people from all walks of life. Mm. And it's usually as well, particularly on Christmas time, where you usually get like every Christmas time is like the microcosm of where every group in the country will come in. Yeah, you get students, you get tourists, office workers. office workers, labourers, tradesmen. Mm-hmm. You get them all in, and obviously they're all going to have very different ideas on society and stuff. Yeah. So you, unless obviously they're saying slurs, then you know, never accept that. that mm. That's fucking no no. But, you know, you, you get, like, a fucking tradesman say something a bit dodgy about, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like, uh, if the, depending on their age, you got to be sometimes like, oh, I really mm. fucking say dumb shit sometimes. Because there's no point in being like, I'm the woke bartender. <laughs> you cannot say that around yes, me. No, you cannot. I also find if you suddenly go, um, excuse me, you can't use that kind of language. It yeah. just rubs people the wrong way. Yeah, if you're like, I think sometimes if they're like shouting expletives, mm. you know, it's just a case like, yeah, gents, just, just down a little bit. Because it, yeah. it is usually men. Yeah. There are women who have extremely foul mouths. <laughs> 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 but most of the time it'll be dudes. And it's, you know, it's just a case of like, I feel like we're giving bartending advice here, mm. even though we are not qualified to give such advice. In any shape or form. Actually, I'm a supervisor now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, towards HR. I'm not HR, I'm a student. Student, student liaison. <laughs> I'm, I'm staff liaison. You're basically HR. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people keep trying to so you, approach so, me with their problem. Yeah. So, like, I care. So, Tor's, like, been, because he's, like, one of our more energetic employees who hasn't been uh, crushed by the, the weight of the hospitality industry. <laughs> um... So he deals with, like, he'll, he'll, like, tries to raise the morale of the staff, which is a good thing. But now he hates it because people talk to him about stuff. Or they swear at me. Yeah, I do that most of the time, anyway. <laughs> I do that 90% of my shifts. <laughs> or 90% of the time I'm not on shift, but I've come in for a it's drink. It's 90% of the time you are around me. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I remember there was quite a funny shift. Uh, <laughs> we're speaking about how we are not qualified to train people at bartending. There was a shift we had a trial shift on during the uh, recent, and <laughs> I came in. I just harassed Tor <laughs> for a while. And he was like, "Go <laughs> take this drink," and I ordered a drink on the old app. And he was like, "To this trial shift, He's like, yeah, take that to fucking Princess over there." <laughs> And obviously, I was like, "Fuck, talk. should we talk about that to the trial shifts?" And then she, and then they came over and they put them on. Here you go, princess. And I was like, "There you go." Actually, Tor maybe trained them right there. I did. Ooh. Anyway, right. Enough of our nonsense. Back to the beer. Yeah. So, I, uh, what would you rate it? 
I'd give it a seven as well. Okay. I I think. <coughs> oh, so sorry, swallowed it a bit. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's it's closer to an eight than it is a six. I'll say. For that one, I'd, I'd say it's still a seven. I think I would. I enjoy it as much as I do the. I enjoy it slightly more than the more. Mm. But I don't think I'd elevate it above it. Yeah. If I, I if if I was in a pub and they were both on tap, I would pick the other. But if someone asked me to recommend one, I'd recommend both. I'd sit on the fence in that respect. So I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I'll give that a yeah, seven. I'll give it a seven as well. I thought it was tastier than the more. Um, it is a bit heavy for a lager. It seems to have a yeah. bit of body and a bit of volume. See, I didn't find the heaviness of it at all. I guess, I don't know, just... You're a pussy. Um, <laughs> 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 no, I, I, in all seriousness, I don't... I didn't find it any heavier than the more. I found it, it was definitely more flavour mm. to it and a better mouthfeel, but I didn't... I wouldn't find it heavier, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Right. Anyway, we'll give our glasses a wee rinse. And we will be back. We will be right back. And we move on to our third lager of the evening. It is Leaf Lager by Pilot. And now, any of our long-time listeners will know, Pilot produced our first ever 10 out of 10 beer. Yeah, the da- first DAS model, which was the Ultraviolet. Yes. Delicious. That was great. So I'm expecting good things from this brewery. Mm. Uh, do you it's, want to read out the description? Yeah, it's vegan as well, so of course. Uh, like Leaf, this beer is fresh, crisp, and just the right side of unconventional. Completely unfiltered. We've given it generous time to lager and tank. Each can is one of a kind, so you get your very own piece of our unique neighbourhood with every purchase. Okay, that's interesting. So, well, let's see if they're, if they're correct on that. Um, again, yeah, I think I, said, I, I did say, yeah, it's vegan, so it's another vegan beer. Vegan, vegan, vegan. Vegan, vegan, vegan. Oh, that was Got good. it on time, right? That time. was, that was good. All right, give that a pull. Very clear, though. Very clear. This is like they might have used Irish hops for that. Then okay, it's bubbling quite a lot. And oh no, yes, you know, looking at it, it's not that clear at all. That look how hazy. Oh yeah, that's very hazy. Um, Are you seeing this? What I'm saying? What? Oh, it has a little bit. Yours has a little bit of sediment in. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Suppose that yeah, it might mean every can is a bit different. So mine's got sediment in. A little bit. Has yours got sediment? I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, I'll give it a I'll give it a little taste. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Pilot, damn it again. Yeah, that's a lovely. That's that a... is really. Ooh, I've got a real different kind of taste to it. Yeah. Mmm. Really good mouthfeel. It's a really easy drinking lager, that one. Yeah. This one is 4.1%. So never light, very light in volume. Um, Most lagers are quite light. Yeah, they're very rare. You'll find like super strong lagers. Um, in colour, again, like most, like all of them, it's golden, golden brown. Mm. 
Don't burn. Toast like, like sun. sun. There we go. Strangler's reference for you. Um, it's a song about gravy. Is it actually about gravy? I, I reckon it's about heroin. They've said it's not. No, it's about gravy then. Might be about gravy. Well, it sounds like a gravy advert, like, you know, golden brown, texture like some. It does sound like a heron song more, though. Yeah, it does sound like heron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of our review of The Stranglers. Um, I just, I've noticed as well this episode, we have consistently the best heads of all these beers. I think that's one thing about lager, is you get, it's the the ideal looking pint. I think a pint always looks better with a head. Mm. Like, I think... People, okay, when someone goes, oh, can I have a beer with no ah, head? This is a good, good point. <laughs> this is a very good point. Yes, Tor. Sorry, I've I just got gas for your point. For those who don't know, when you serve a lager or um, any type of beer, something that um, keeps its flavour and um, carbonation yes. and just general liveliness is having a head. I don't know how the science works. It's also technically, in terms of UK law, you are technically drinking more than a pint. Every pint glass is slightly more than a pint to allow for a 5% head. Mm. So when you think, if you're thinking, oh, that's not a full pint, because I mean, in Europe, they take it too far. It's ridiculous. But I think, that, again, that's a very British thing. But, yeah, you can you, – every pint glass allows for a 5% head. Yeah. So oh, if you go, look at the head on this. Yeah. Most of the time, just wait till we topped it up. Yeah. Like, stop with your dead-ass bar jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and, yeah, if you – I used to work at the pub I worked at in Southampton. Uh, a guy used to come in. Very frequently, he was a regular, like regular enough that I annoy. He annoyed me. <laughs> he would always oh, ask. Kind of he would always ask for a Foster's with no head in a tulip glass, and he. But he would always complain that the Foster's was flat. And one time, I just like I just literally had to go to him, like just mate, you're asking for it without a head. Hmm. It will go flat quicker. And he would insist he was in the right. And obviously, customers are always right. Blah, blah, blah. We'd get him a fucking new one. I think he knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. He knew what he was doing. He got like a, he would get like at least a f- one free pint a night. Mm. But he would then... But, so it would always be the first pint he would get. And he wouldn't complain. But after that, he'd get a Foster's No Head. And I'd always ask, are you sure? And he'd say, yeah. And he wouldn't complain after that. I think he just liked having the extra pint. That you don't have to pay for, even though you're only paying £2.50. Exactly. (laughs) Some people just think they're getting a special deal. Yeah. But that is one thing about heads. If there is a bit... Heads are good for beer. Mm. They improve it aesthetically. And they also keep flavour. Yeah, there's nothing more unappealing than if you have a beer that is just like... I don't know what it is. It's just liquid. There's no head to it. Yeah. I understand with certain types of beer, you get that, like with um, sours and such. Mm. But when you get a lager, the thing is as well, it's just a natural part of the brewing process. It's not some weird thing that pubs have invented. This is just how it happens. (laughs) Okay, pubs are getting enough of your money already. We We don't care about the extra little bit of beer we are not selling you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. In fact, if we pour more, it's wasting more beer. 
Yeah. If we give you like a full pint glass of no head, we're actually wasting beer then because mm. that's technically that's more than a pint. We're giving you more than a pint for your money. Mm. There you go. Some industry tips there for you. There you go. Um, yeah. So this is a very good lager. Yeah, it is. Uh, pilot have yet again. They they do. I don't know what it is that they. We do should with definitely the come back to these guys at some point. We should do a brewery for sure. highlight on pilot. See, I reckon. I reckon we'll. I'll talk to. Oh, I've got to do ultraviolet again, though. We've already done. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I've got an idea for our roadmap, so to speak, for a couple of episodes ahead. But I'll talk to you about that off air. Okay. But we will definitely do a brewery focus. I mean, to be fair, all of the breweries we've had, except maybe Art Brew, um, <laughs> we do. We would do a brewery focused episode on because. Yeah. A lot of these breweries, especially like Moore and Arbor, two beers we've already had, have very interesting beers in their catalogue. Mm. There are a lot of really good beers to choose from. Um, and we, we would definitely... Uh... Is that a knock on the door? No. Uh, cut. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we'll definitely come back to a lot of the breweries we've already covered because there's so a lot of these breweries have so many varieties of beer to offer us mm. um like siren for example have many many varieties of beer tiny rebel as well they've got a lot of beers uh it, it, most craft breweries with their salt will do a variety yeah. so we'll definitely come back to a lot of them at some point and that was also good content for us because obviously once we run out of types of beers there's the well yeah this is our Unless we start getting real... Um, well, like real niche with it. Real niche. Oh, we're going to do American Pale Ale. Oh, we're doing dark... Well, we've done dark beers. But we're still... Well, we're only doing porters this episode and da 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 Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're doing light beers this episode. Mm. Or a beer with white in the can. Actually, that's an interesting way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully when the lockdown lifts, we'll get some guests. We keep talking about having guests, but yeah, obviously... Yeah, but every time we plan to have guests... We li it literally, the government screws the pooch. Johnson, some Johnson decides, oh, we're going to do another lockdown. Mm. And I refuse to call him Boris, because it makes him sound like some sort of cuddly fucking creature, and he's not. He's a fucking vicious cunt, and I'm calling him Johnson, because that's also the American word for penis, actually, which is what he is, a penis. Um, but on that, actually... Uh, we will do, I reckon, with, when you say American, we could do, like, national, like, beers from a, for a certain country. Mm. So, like, German beers and stuff like that. Because I think there's a, a lot of variety from these countries. And obviously, American beers. There's a lot of really good American craft brews that we could get imported here yeah. very easily. So, we'll definitely do some of those at some point. Mm. Um, I thought we'd keep you updated on what, because we haven't <laughs> got much to say this episode about the beers themselves. Well, that's the thing. It's more just us yeah. shooting the breeze with these very nice beers. Obviously, so you, far. You were right. Okay, so, uh, dear, view, dear listeners, you won't be able to see this, but Matteo has drunk the majority of his pint while I am still sipping it gently. So oh. he was completely correct about yeah. how fast he can drink a lager. That is true. I'm very quick on the lagers. Oh, can design-wise, though, for the pilot, um, it's their... I think, I don't know if we described it well enough with the ultraviolet, so I'll talk about it quickly. Um, all of their cans have, like, so one half is just a blank white background with the name of the beer and the type of beer it is. 
and then above is usually a cityscape or a design in a certain color so mm. this one is a light blue um with i'm guessing parts famous landmarks in leaf is leaf a city or i think a, it is it is isn't it i know the proclaimers are from there oh it's a part of edinburgh Oh, so it's a district. Yeah, so it's a port. It's the port area of Edinburgh. Oh. So um, that's probably explains why um, their water's so good. <laughs> Actually, I've noticed your can design is different to mine. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Oh wow. So I've every got, can is unique. Then uh, what looks to be some kind of train station with a bell, and <clears throat> the bell has what looks to be. Uh, some sort of symbol from Warhammer on it. I don't think it's that. But I don't think yeah. it is, but it looks like it. So I've got a courthouse style building on the far right, and then and in the some middle. Council house. Yeah, so definitely some flats. <laughs> and then a pub, definitely a pub. And then another older Victorian style building. Don't quote me on that. I'm not an architecture student. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting, actually. We didn't notice that at all when we picked them up. But the cans are very different in style, so I guess they must be right about the uniqueness of each bit. That's a very that's an interesting thing to do, actually, because it's it's the same type of bit. It's not like we've got two different leaf lagers. No, it's just like they said, it's genuinely something different with every beer. I think that's quite clever. Mm. Hmm. I would offer you some of mine, but I've only finished it. So well, we are drinking the same thing, basically. So yeah, it might not make too much of a difference. Hmm. Ah, well, I finished mine. So, ratings. Oh. I don't know. I'm giving it an eight. I think I'll give it an eight as well. Yeah, <coughs> I think that's great. It's really crisp, very light. Yeah. Um, definitely a lager that I would fully recommend to people. Um, obviously, I, I have recommended the last two, but I'd recommend this one. This one's closer to a nine than it is an eight, I'd say. Mm. Um, but obviously with lagers, it's very hard to distinguish between the flavors. Uh, I think lagers have a very basic flavor profile. I think you have to really wow me to, to give you above an eight, I'd say. And I think that was great. Um, I'd definitely buy it again. In fact, I might buy one tomorrow. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I think it was an eight. I think it was extremely tasty. Not normally what I would expect from a lager. Not saying that lagers aren't tasty, but they did... Something very unique. Mm, I agree. Lager. I think they right. did very well. Yeah. So um, just gonna obviously cleanse our palates and be... move on to the final beer, which I think will uh, definitely surprise you. <laughs> so now we're moving on to our final beer of the night. And this and is our most exciting one, for sure. So this is Tiny Rebels Key Lime Lager. So, uh, Tiny Rebel always do interesting. They beers. very much do. Yeah, this is um this beer was part of a um, series of beers they did for their tenth anniversary, I believe. Um, and they were so it was like um how many beers were there? So it was eight beers, I believe, and they were released in pairs. So this beer, Key Lime Lager, was paired with another lemon um, style pale ale, and you could Ooh. pair them together, like mix them. Okay. And make a good pairing. Nice. Um, but I think this one stuck around because it proved to be extremely popular. Uh, and it is very good. I've had it before. I mean, this one, 
the description basically sounds like uh, oh. something you would hear in a drum and bass song. It says, Welcome to our world. Key lime lager, summer vibes all year round. Cool. And what's, in- <laughs> what's interesting about Tiny Rebel Cans as well is they have, um, they don't give much description, but they do have very key notes. They have like notes for your eye, notes for your nose, and the tasting notes. So we have one rule never just make vanilla ice cream. Yeah. I want to do a D&B mix of that. Yeah. Um, so for your R, you'll get a golden pale. That's a lager. Not too surprised. You get a key lime on the nose. And then the taste is citrus slash refreshing. Mm. All right, let's give this a go. Oh, that's perfect. That was perfect. Right, let's give it. I'm expecting... Oh, wow. Green. You can instantly smell the lime straight oh, yeah. away. Yeah. It's like having a lager and lime, but just... But this is going to be much better than that. Yeah, it smells instantly of lime cordial. <laughs> that does lead me on to a quick story before we do the taste. Right, um, I'm ready to go. So someone, you okay? You you just drunk it. You I was going to tell the story before we did the. You weren't meant to tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to do it without anyone. <laughs> right. Anyway. Um, so what are you? Thinking? I didn't have I didn't have that much, but you all can right, tell the story. All right. So the story is. I stopped when you, you called me out on it to be Okay. <laughs> the story is so um a friend of ours at work. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> someone went, Oh, can I have a lager and lime, please? And rather than putting lime cordial in their pint, he proceeded to put <laughs> like two or three lime wedges. There's two lime wedges <laughs> two in Two lime wedges. <laughs> and the guy was like, What the fuck is this? <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> and we have not stopped rinsing it, but this was like a good year and a half ago. Yeah. Right, right. Let's give it a proper taste mm. test then, shall we? Oh, fucking proper smell that lime cordial coming off it. Oh, my God. It's good, right? That is fucking incredible. It's good shit. That I could drink all fucking day. It's perfect. It's a perfect that is beer. Amazing. Genuinely. Okay, I'm. I, I, I had one sip. I'm gonna have another one. I'm gonna have another one. Go on. Oh yeah. To be fair, you, I thought you had more. What did you? What, oh, that's a das model. Da, I, I'm, I'm agreeing. Tor Hudson has actually given another beer a das model. Yeah. This is. Uh, we. Oh, this so bit. Nice. I knew Tor would really like this beer. I picked this specifically. Because I knew we'd both enjoy it so much, so, um, we went to another. We betray, we didn't betray it. So we actually split the two beers, the four beers, sorry, between two different shops today. Mm. So we went to our good friends at Independent Spirit. We also went to a never craft beer shop in back called Beercraft. Yes, which is a lovely little shop. They also sell home brewing kits if you're interested in brewing your own beers. Uh, Beercraft, you can find them on Putney Bridge in Bath. Putney Bridge. Putney Bridge. Yeah, not Putney. <laughs> There's an L in there. Oh, yeah. That's all right. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, Pulteney Bridge. So they're on Pulteney Bridge. Uh, the other side. Um, it's usually a bar as well um, when COVID isn't happening. Mm. So it'd be a very good place to go and sample some key lime lager because you can buy the beers there and sit there and drink them. I've done that before. I got into a chat with some dudes there once because I bought this by Tiny Rebel as well, this rhubarb and custard paleo. Rhubarb and custard sour sour, yeah. which is fucking amazing. We should get that at some point. Um, and they were very interested in it because 
they, I could tell they were they were gentlemen, they were older gentlemen. So obviously they had their ideas about sales, but I tried to win them over. I gave them a sample because mm. you could back then because you weren't worried about spreading a heinous disease. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I could have given them a horrible disease. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, but they were not sold on it. But yeah, Beercraft, very great shop. And I knew, I seen this key lime lager in there and we went there to find it. And, and, and Tor, I'm sure Tor is glad now that we went out of our yes, way to find it. Yes, we did. Um, and this is, <sighs> if, if there ever was, I mean, it's a crying shame that we're drinking this in the middle of the deep winter. Yeah, this is a perfect, perfect God, it's been so fucking cold, mm. hasn't it? It has been awfully cold. Um, it's been trying to snow here in Bath the last few days. Yeah. Um, it snowed today. It's not been proper. It's not. Snow. It's not settled, but you can tell it's trying yeah. to. It's the kind of cold which you leave the house and you get this. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, pretty takes much takes the breath away. Kind of cold. Very, very cold. Um, what was... So this is yeah, like Tor was saying, this is a perfect summer beer. Mm. This beer in the summer would be amazing. Yeah. And I hope, I think they're still doing this beer because it proved to be so popular. I think yeah. out of all of the ones they did for this special line, it became such a bit a big hit. My my dream would be finding a really nice pub, really nice beer garden in the middle of summer, uh, like sort of May, June sort of time, hopefully June, because my birthday's in June. Yes. So, um, and finding this on tap. Oh, to be fair, um, saying that, just got to go to Tiny Rebels pub in Newport. Their tap room in Newport has an amazing garden, apparently. Ooh. So I imagine it'd be on tap there. Oh, their pub in Cardiff is sick. It doesn't have a garden, but their pub in Cardiff I mean, is amazing. We might actually have to go to Newport at some point if. Yes. <laughs> it pains the me. The only say. reason that we would visit Newport. But... Literally, literally the only reason I'd ever go to Newport in my life. But yes, absolutely. Um, this key lime lager is fantastic. Uh, it's so it's got this amazing blend of a sour beer and a lager, which I've genuinely oh. thought I'd never find. It but it's a lager. Yeah, it's a lager. But you, yeah, it doesn't. It the lime isn't overbearing. It's not like it is like having a lager and lime, but. Mm. Whereas clearly lagers and limes are just a bit weird. This yeah. is a well-made lager. Yeah. And it has the perfect... I mean, I love the taste of lime. But it's weird because yeah. I don't drink lager and lime. No, I can't, I can't drink lager and lime at all. I hate I've lime. never tried it. It's. I know, it's weird. I've never actually tried lager and lime. I've had it once. I think it depends on the lager you have it with, to be honest, because I had a lager and lime with Foster's, and that was just trash. <laughs> But maybe if I had it with like a Moretti, no, why would I root? The problem is with lager and lime is like you're adding an element of flavor to some. They're very drastic flavors. Like I would never associate lager and lime. I don't know why it works. Apparently it does. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know. It's like. The weirdest one I think we've ever had was someone who had a, uh, who bought a half ant stool with blackcurrant in and no half amstel shandy with blackcurrant yeah what a complete waste of time you might as well just get blackcurrant lemonade at that point because yeah. you don't want a beer you don't want beer at that point no because lager and blackcurrant confuses you guinness and blackcurrant understand that seems to work mm. but 
Oh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to come back to this bit because this bit is going down again very easily for me. <laughs> but it is such a, a lot. It's just it's 4.8%. So it's on the stronger side, but mm. it is a very light bit. It's extremely light and beautiful lime note. It's just a, a really drinkable bit. I think this is one we'd highly recommend. Like, if you see this on tap in a can, buy it. Yeah, buy it there and then be like, yes. And Tiny Rebel, they're they're um, expanding. They're being pushed in Sainsbury's now. I went went to Sainsbury's the other day and I saw some Tiny Rebel in there. Um, so they're definitely becoming a bit more of a brand, particularly in this maybe in the southwest. I don't know about ever Sainsbury's, of yeah. course, but very very good brewery. And we'll definitely obviously do a brewery profile of them because they've got some wacky beers. Yeah, they got some real wacky beers. But then. then... Look, I just, I really like Tiny Rebel. Yeah, fantastic brewery. Um, highly, uh, anytime you see Tiny Rebel on a badge, it's worth trying, yeah. for sure. Um, the only one, in my personal opinion, I would say stay away from is the Kutch, mm. um, which is spelt C-W-T-C-H, because it's one of those weird yeah. Welsh words that doesn't have vowels. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, in my opinion, I think maybe I'm just a bit, but I've, every time I've tried it in any form, on draft, in a can, I've I've never liked it. I don't like Coach either. But it might be your kind of bit. So I'm not saying don't try it, but it's my personal, the Craftworks recommends. If for you to try any tiny Rebel beer, I'd go Club Tropicana. Oh, yes. Awesome beer. Um, They've got a stout called Stay Puffed, which is like a marshmallow stout. Delicious. Mm -hmm. This, the key line, fantastic beer. Um, the Pump Up the Jam, which is a strawberry donut, strawberry jam donut flavored beer, which was insane. <laughs> I don't know how you put the flavors of strawberry jam into a beer, but they did it. Mm. Uh, whatever beers have they got that I've really... it's like they're just like, fuck it, let's just see what we can They are very, them. they're one of the more experimental breweries out there. Uh, I'd probably put them. Yeah, they're just, I think, because we see them quite a lot because, again, Southwest Wales, very close links. Very close. Like Newport is 20 20 minutes, half hour on the train from Bath. See, that's mad. It's so close. Because where I grew up, I always imagined that Wales is this huge distance away, but we're actually like right next to Wales. Well, Bristol is just on the cusp. Like, literally, Mm. you just get on one train. Within 10 minutes, you're in Wales. Yeah. You're at the Severn Junction. Which is the, the you know you're you're banging it's so easy to get to Wales and there's so many good beers by Tiny Rebel why would mm. you not go and expect yeah might yeah. be a reason to actually go to Newport <sighs> the one the one reason I could find a good <laughs> they're saying that they used to have this really good gig venue called Le Pub which is fantastic mm. and um, yeah definitely go there if you get if there if a band plays there that's worth going to as well but yeah but we're gonna talk about the beer more than mm. the gig venues. It's it's so good this lager. I've I've only finished it. Yeah, I'm on the. Uh, it's only a free thirty can. Disappointing. Mm. It's the one thing I would take away from this beer, because I want more of it. Yeah, that's it. I mm. just. They've got a very good online shop, so I might just buy some online, because. If they could do it in pint cans, oh, imagine, <laughs> or even. Having it on draft somewhere. If if I managed to get my dream of uh, owning my own bar, I would have this on tap. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, this the thing is as well because it's an interesting. 
bit. It's a lime, like, like the badge would be like, because the can isn't awesome. It's this super lime green can with the text, like key lime. And it's got the little tiny rebel bear mm. thing. Uh, it's like, it really stands out. It'll really stand out. Um, so if you have seen it on tap anywhere, let us know. Mm. You know, we'd like, we want to try and get some fan in, engagement, the weird sex bots that you get on Instagram. Yeah. No, no, apart from the sex bots, no one has engaged. Yes, please message us on. Well, I sound beggy now, but you know, just just message us. Recommend some beers because we, you know, we we want to. We want or send us death threats. I don't know. Some anything. death threats would be interesting. Yeah, no. but we want to. <laughs> How dare you say that about <laughs> stouts or cocktail bartenders or? If boomers knew that, if boomers knew how to use Instagram, I think we'd be threatened by now. <laughs> Because we've spoken about boomer beer culture and real ale fans and re- re- real ale in quotations because every ale is a real ale. Yeah, I don't know. Again, camera, I love you, but your your members are wankers. <laughs> <laughs> I like your idea, but the people following it are awful. Wait, so what was this campaign? Campaign for real ales. Yeah, a campaign for real ales. Well, no, it's because it's campaign, cam, yeah. real ales, R-A. Oh, I thought it was like a perfect anagram. No, it's not an it's not it's not, anagram. It's not, it's not, um, it's not, um, uh, what is it again? An acronym? Acronym. Acronym. Yeah, acronym. it's not an, it's not a perfect acronym. Yeah. Yeah, it's just cam, because it sounds good. Campaign for real ale. Yeah, that's the one. Hmm. Don't like them at all. <laughs> I don't like their members. They used to come into our pub where we work quite a lot, and we've never offered camera discount as far as I've been working there. Mm. I've been working there two years at the end of the month. Oh wow! Two years, and I've been in this company for free. Come the summer. Congratulations. Give me a pay rise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's pretty mad. Um, but yeah, they so. We'll talk about camera at some point properly. Maybe do an interview or something. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But I don't care to. <laughs> That's fair. But anyway, key lime lager. Tours finished his. I'm about to finish mine. And I'm I guess... yeah. Again, that is a ten out of ten for me. Ten out of ten for me. As das well. model. That is a unanimous das model beer. Um. We're finished. Obviously, and... we'll we'll post all of the beers we have drunk on our untapped. We shall be updating that as well at some point with the rest of the beers we've drunk over the course of our podcast time. Yep. Um, and you can go on there and see. The problem is, is we have to give them a, a average rating out of five. So that's why we kind of need to talk about because we give our, our own individual ratings. Oh, right, yeah. So, but for this one, we've basically given the same ratings for most for all of the beers, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, if, to translate it, it would be. I gave five for the key line. Yeah. Uh, I gave, uh, let's say. But you can do like 2.5 and 3.5. Yeah. So, like, so I'd, gave, I'd give the more a three, but the leaf a 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. That's up. Okay. Just just go on it and have a look. Yeah. If you disagree with us, you can comment uh, You on can it find the stuff. link in the instagram yep we'll put that there thing and the facebook thing and also this hasn't been a boozy episode i feel quite sober which is weird yeah no i don't like it i'm starting to recognize things oh yeah by the time we've usually done at this point we are fucking like 
ready to order kebabs at <laughs> fucking you know. But anyway, well, that's the end of the episode. That is I the guess. end of the episode. Yeah. Again, we're really awkward of outros as we are of intros. <laughs> we'll just uh, say this. And cue outro. I reckon next week, though. Cider episode. Yes. We'll do the cider, cider episode next week. So uh, get ready for that, because that'll be an interesting one, mm. because we, we're we not experts in cider in the slightest. Well, we're not uh, really experts at anything, are we? We pretend to be experts at beer. <laughs> but oh, yeah, but actually, no, no, I am a... An expert. I grew up in the southwest. Therefore, I am an expert on cider. It's a birthright. That's not how it works. It is. I'm from Somerset. I'm from cider country. Yeah, I'm from Devon. That doesn't mean I'm really good at inbreeding. You haven't given it a try. <laughs> joking. I'm joking, people from Devon. That, that was a joke, please. Um, just because I'm from Devon doesn't mean I'm an expert at folk music. All right, fair enough. Good point. Anyway, Just because I'm from Devon doesn't mean I'm an expert at farming. We've get, we've you've exhausted your options here. Yeah, um, I think that's <laughs> just because I'm Devon. I'm not good at an pain. expert at putting uh, cream on scones first. Scones. It's scones. It's scones. It's pronounced scones. I'm not going to get into this argument. No, I am going to get into this. Oh, not on the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, we'll be back next week with a cider episode because why the fuck not? Exactly. So, cue outro. Bye-bye. Bye.